0: Hello, beautifuls. Mm, I'm hoping so much that I can explain this in a way that you can understand it. And I encourage you to listen again and again and take notes or whatever you need to do. I also encourage you to take advantage of uh, my volunteerism. I actually, when the pandemic hit, moved my volunteerism to my business I used to drive 30 minutes to a detention center and work with youth. I was there for an hour and, of course, a 30-minute drive home. So two hours. I took two hours and moved it to my business. We may not need two hours to reach clarity in our conversation, but I also don't like to be rushed. You can find that at kingconceptsnow.com underneath work with Teresa. It's called two-hour test drive. Just take a test drive, a conversational coaching test drive, and see how that feels as far as helping you understand and have the clarity that you need to move forward. I love doing it. I love, love, love doing it. I wish I'd have thought of it way sooner, but the pandemic drove me into that, and I'm excited to keep it. Very excited to keep it. So, let's get this party started. I called it, back that ass up. (laughs) You know, I am slightly naughty. (laughs) And I hope you embrace that with me. But we want to back ourselves up just a little more than the average little human, right? Just a little more. So, I'm going to bring up some things that mm, I, I work with as far as people and challenges and things that I see on social media that are challenging to people and so forth. So I picked infidelity in this particular teaching, but it can be anything. Just take the information and apply it to coworker situation, boss situation, family member situation, or to partner slash union situations around um, infidelity. Just replace the words with what it is that you're going through. So I asked the question, how can we stay relevant in our unions, right? For those who faced challenges due to our mistakes. Yes, I've made them too. We all make mistakes. We're little humans. Not their mistakes. The little human naturally looks at their mistakes. So I'm going to ask us today, and I've said this to myself often, Adjust your halo, Teresa, (laughs) and look at your mistakes. So if you will approach it like that, it's not so devastating. It's like, we make mistakes. Yes, we do. How can I get honest about the mistakes that I've made? So back that ass up and look at the situation a little deeper. If you want to change, if you want behavioral change in any relationship, within you or within your partner, boss, family member, co-worker, whatever. Here's an example. He hasn't been able to be faithful. So we sit here and say, what was the mistake I made? What is the mistake that you made in this concept of him not being able to be faithful? Or it could be her not being able to be faithful, right? The first thing that came to my mind was actually believing him or her. When he or she said, I give my love to you and only you. And that um, developed that union. So when we take that, that belief in what they said And or take it a little further and ask yourself, did I assume that they would be faithful by joining in union? You know, really look at any mistakes you might have made under that umbrella of decision-making toward union. So the first thing I wrote down was, did he say that? Did we talk about faithfulness (laughs) versus infidelity before we joined in union did your boss talk to you in the interview about loyalty and faithfulness in the workplace <laughs> that they could be loyal to you that they could be faithful to you and or just take a family member and say did we ever talk about this or that right just ask yourself number 2 did he say that? And secondly, did you believe him? Number three is go to them with your honesty, with your vulnerability, with your ability to express, and yes, even with your fear, etc. and say to them, to your partner, to your boss, to your significant other, your neighbor, your family member, whatever, right? You get the picture. You can place this anywhere. And say to them, I have great fear in talking to you about this vulnerability that I'm bringing to the table. And then start secondly with, I think I've made a terrible mistake. I believed you. Or maybe I assumed with our union, you had chosen me and chosen to be faithful. I think I made a terrible mistake right there in that part of our communication, our decision-making. I don't think we reach clarity and or we reach clarity and that has not mm, been held in sacredness. Hadn't been held in sacredness. So the biggest thing is mm, get with yourself. Get with yourself and be rigorously honest. (laughs) When you get rigorously honest with yourself, you build a foundation which leads to much clarity about the mistakes or mistake, mistake or mistakes that you made. I got rigorously honest with the mistakes that I had made underneath the umbrella of decision making regarding connecting with other little humans, right? We're looking for clarity. We're looking for clarity to be established, right? We're looking for clarity in understanding our original mistake and with that, an energetic do-over. Like when you sit at the table and you say, I think I've made a terrible mistake, and they realize that you're looking for a do-over and complete clarity, it changes the energy in the room. So little humans are seldom aware or seldom willing to express themselves around what I call addiction. When we talk about infidelity, there can be addiction attached to that, like even a natural high that's attached to infidelity. So just visualize this. The person that is being unfaithful runs into someone, there's attention given there, there's a natural high by the time they get to their car, like, oh my God, she likes me, or, oh, he likes me. I love that feeling. And that can become an addiction. Not an addiction because of you or because they're in union with you, It's actually sometimes an addiction that started when they were 13 or 15 or 18 or 25 long before they met you. And I always um, ask the couple clients that I work with to look at and to know that you actually met each other to learn these lessons. Isn't that fun? You actually met each other to learn these life lessons, lessons worthy of laminating. If you learn how to, which is what I teach conversationally in my coaching practice, if you learn how to self-evaluate, become self-aware, step into self-acceptance, and to, this is why I'm always talking about communication style, Learn how to express what you've learned in a beautiful way that's not attacking someone else and certainly not attacking you. It just is what it is, a reality type expression that's gentle and beautiful and full of vulnerability and um, expression of how you're understanding and seeing things today in this moment and acknowledging that you may have made mistakes. Mistakes are not a big deal. They're a great way to learn your true vision around value, valuing yourself and what you value in life, loving yourself, what you love in life. When we learn to communicate from that place, It changes, again, the energy in the room. It changes how you feel. You know, you got to step out of that mm, drama triangle of being a victim. You got to step out of the drama triangle of being a bully at times, right? When you're You've just learned they've been unfaithful again. God Almighty, we can be so mean, not only to them, but really mean to ourselves, beat ourselves up, feel foolish or feel tricked or feel mm, shameful, right? That's all bullshit. It's an illusion. It's a perception that little humans pick up along the way. And it's really, really, really tools that do not serve. Do not serve the greater good of you. Do not serve the greater good of your partner or this person that you're um, studying right now. Situation that you're studying. And do not serve any type of union or growth forward. You know, sometimes in infidelity, when I talk about that natural high, when you're hit on, when you're approached, when you're sought after, the the self-esteem is so freaking low that that can be a natural high for the day. And the next day, you trot your butt back in there and get some more natural high. More natural high, more natural high, stepping into the addiction, stepping in, stepping in, stepping in, until the act occurs and it's labeled unfaithful. Also, extension of that is sexual addiction. That is a real thing. You know, there are so many little guys that got exposed to por- porn early in life. And it gave them this concept, this perception, this perspective, this illusion that sex looks like this. Again, that's not true. Sex and connection and union is beautiful and very, very sacred unless you have or you started out with or you were exposed to those uh, concepts that um, do not treat it as sacredness. Does that make sense? All of which has not one thing to do with you. (laughs) Are you with me? Not one thing to do with you, dear one. You just came in and joined in this connection to learn valuable, priceless, beautiful lessons worthy of laminating. So we never make that mistake again. We're very comfortable, we're very confident, we have inner core confidence. When we do this work we have inner core confidences that allows us to have very maybe hard conversations in the get-go portion of our life and even if you've been together for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years whatever it may be you can still when you do this work get to that original core essence that original core confidence You can have what we call, like society calls, culture calls hard conversations. To me, they're not hard conversations anymore because I've practiced them so much, and you'll get that way too. They're not hard conversations. That's when things heal, that's when the energy in the room changes, that's when you know exactly where you stand, you personally. And you also know exactly where you stand with the person that you're connected to. And you know exactly where you stand within the union. And I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Little humans often fall um, into the trap of blame and shame. That's our common go-to. We fall into the trap of attack of character We fall into the trap of rage and massive resentment without real tools to sit and to work this out and to look objectively into how it could be that you made a mistake early on and just acknowledging that like I freaking fracking, freaking fracking made a huge mistake And to be able to say that with a smile, sitting across the table from the person who is being, let's in this example, unfaithful. With a smile to say, I totally made a huge mistake here. Changes the energy in the room. It changes the dynamics of this connection. It changes the dynamics of the relationship when you get that honest. Now, y'all know I'm a fast-track-to-truth gal. (laughs) And fast-track-to-truth here is all about the um, pouty faces, the guilt, the shame, um, the cleavage in the world. (laughs) None of that can replace the obsession of mind involved with the addict. You can't show enough cleavage, you can't be pouty enough, you can't be mean enough, you can't be rageful enough. If you could, there would never be addiction. People who are addicted do not give a shit about your pouty face, or your tears, or your hurt, or your shame, or, 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 they do not give a shit. They are only looking for And seeking that validation that gives them the natural high, period. It can be alcohol, it can be drugs, it can be gambling, it can be shopping, it can be other people, women, other men, it can be sex, it can be anything. They're only looking for that. And that's because they have been wounded. In some way, shape, or form, they're experiencing trauma. And this, this sex, this gambling, this shopping, this drug, this alcohol, gave them relief in the moment. And that's where addiction begins. Fucking relief. They don't feel good in their own skin. Again, nothing to do with you. You nothing to do with now this happened to them a long time ago and they haven't had and or been exposed to the tools that can clean that up for them you with me makes sense the truth is let's get back to that back that ass up let's get back to that the truth is you've made a mistake i raise my hand i've made a bazillion mistakes but what i got Into and what I had fun with for the last 26 years is discovering why I made that mistake, and that goes back to the same thing some sort of relief. We make mistakes because we want relief, we make mistakes and decisions, and we join in union and we join in connection because it gives us some sort of relief. And I'll say relief that comes from something outside of us, outside of ourselves. Right? When you got the job and the boss said, Oh my God, you're my shining star. Oh. Relief. We felt like we belonged. We felt like it was the job, the miracle job of a lifetime, right? It was so happy. And you loved it. And you thrived in it. And on and on and on right up until they hired someone else. And you heard them say in the back room, oh, you are a shining star. And you realize in that moment that you've been manipulated. You've been love bombed. You've been taken advantage of by what may be a true narcissist, right? But it is our self-esteem that brought us to that place where we sought affirmation from someone or something outside of ourselves. A fancy car can do that. A fancy gated neighborhood can do that, can give us relief and make us feel like we finally made it. We belong. And that's all bullshit. It's an illusion. True happiness and belonging and being a part of and knowing that you're safe and that you're whole and that you're healthy and um, your well-being is mm, taken care of comes from within you and I'll add your connectin- connection to source, your relationship, your conversational relationship with source, which source runs within you. You have availability to all these answers from within you. That's a bigger, bigger, more advanced conversation though, right? So, we got to go there. Welcome to awareness. At this point, we must step into Awareness and just go. Oh, I never, ever, ever saw it like that. I can say that too. I can raise my hand. I never saw it like that. And the next step that we step into is acceptance. Acceptance of reality. I accept my partner cannot be faithful. I accept I must live with this, or move on. I accept I obviously didn't get. Or have the clarity needed as I chose to go into connection or union with this person. Whether it's a job or a neighborhood or a family member. You know, we don't have clarity when we're born into families. But we do and can reach clarity as we choose to sit with different family members or not. Right? I've been fortunate enough to get through all this work without writing off a family member. Because the more advanced work you do, the more you understand that that person too has trauma, unhealed trauma that causes them to act and say and do the things that they act and say and do. So that became awareness. That became acceptance. That became a choice. And I choose to love, maybe from a distance, maybe regulated. Like if I don't feel like going to Christmas, I ain't going. I I will protect myself, feel like, as in emotionally sound and grounded and stuff, right? Feel like. If I don't feel that way on a Christmas morning, I won't show up. I'll call in sick. I take care of me, I take care of my needs. But if I'm feeling grounded, I feel like connected, I'm feeling whole, I'm feeling well being, I'll go and sit with anyone with zero fear. I know I'm loved, I know I'm supported, I know I'm taken care of, I know I'm safe. You with me? So I love to encourage all of us to make a list of the lessons worthy of laminating. Right? I want us to write down what we have become aware of, what we want to look at as far as acceptance of actual reality, and... Where we may have made a mistake in either not talking about something specific, and or being afraid to express or talk about something specific, or um, what we've concepts we've formulated from this experience that really starts with, (laughs) I made a mistake, naming, and accepting, and expressing the mistake and further in your work, listing all you've learned via that very mistake. Listing all you've learned from that mistake. Let me tell you one last thing before I step into closing. There are hundreds of thousands of little humans that choose to live with addiction that choose to love and live with addiction and choose to live happily. After they've done this work and they're like, this is my mistake. I'm going to stay in here. I'm going to focus on self and self-evolvement and I'm going to accept. No, I'm going to be aware that this is something I cannot change in this other person. Using, let's say, fidelity for an example. This is absolutely something I cannot change. I'm aware of that. It's absolutely something that I must accept about this person and their trauma and their trauma story. And it's actually how they get relief. And it's actually how they got into being addicted to it, that natural high. And I accept all of that. I also, at the same time, if I choose to stay in this union, for example, I will and can, I can and will lower my uh, expectations. I can and will express the truth all the time. And I will and can stay away from any type of assumptions, right? And completely With rigorous honesty, I must let go of any attachments to how I saw this in the beginning. You know, one of my coaches early on, like 20 years ago, said, Teresa, I don't think it's everything that's happened to you in your life. I think it's actually the picture you painted of how your life was supposed to be. I always think about the two-story house with the picket fence and the flowers hanging on the, mm -hmm, yeah, that beautiful picture that I painted early on. And when things went to hell in a handbasket, I got all sideways and twisted because of my attachments to how I thought it should be. So right here, right now, we're looking at awareness, acceptance, lowering our expectations. We're looking at not assuming. We're looking at letting go completely, rigorously, honestly, with rigorous honesty, (laughs) letting go of our attachments to what we thought we wanted, thought we had, thought we could have, anything, anything like that, and letting go of control, stepping back into focus on self and what you can control, how you can evolve, how you can see things so incredibly differently than the average human that goes untrained, doesn't have these tools. You do. You're sitting here listening to actual tools. You're sitting here being invited to actual conversations in my two-hour test drive. You have the ability to step into doing this life differently, beautifully, and changing the energy in the room. You know, one of the things that I say to couples who have children, it is not the divorce that causes so much pain and suffering uh, for children. It's actually the energy in the room of before, during, and after. How you speak to each other, how you treat each other, the lack of clarity or the onset of beautiful clarity, and you can see each other's trauma stories, and you can see each other's hurt, and you hold sacred space. And you can stay together and or uncouple. You can couple up or uncouple either one. But they both require self-evaluation, admitting our mistakes, becoming aware. Right? Three top priorities. Awareness, acceptance, and action from this place, this knowledgeable place. And that's what changes the energy in the room and people can heal, people can move on. Uh, Kids can still feel the love, the respect, the sacredness of their parents. And you can stay together and or move on. I love that. Mm. Sometimes we just come together to learn these lessons. Sometimes we come together to learn these lessons and apply them at the kitchen table. (laughs) And often, I see this often, when we reach this type of clarity in our communication style and our understanding of self, when we clean up our traumas, our messy mess, the shit that messes with our mojo individually, each of each of the couples. And you go back to the table and you start sharing what you learned. It naturally brings you closer together and naturally can create sacredness and communication and expression that feels beautiful. Instead of creating resistance. Dukes up. Defensiveness. Offensiveness. You can actually accept my beautiful spouse has been hurt. And I'm either going to stay here and watch them heal. Or I'm going to move on. And um, I know my lessons worthy of laminating. And I know that I can have these... Mm, Uncomfortable conversations in my next relationship where I don't repeat these cycles. Are you with me? It's been 30 minutes. I love you big. See the show notes for any kind of uh, links, you know. I have a little conundrum. My Facebook got hacked, and so I'm going to have to start a new Facebook page and also a new group. Luckily, I got all the names that were in my original group and I'll write you guys and and move you that way. But look for a new Facebook page from Teresa King. I'm hoping to call it Teresa King Official. And then also a new group page. So I love you big. I'll put those links in here when they get established. Have a great day. Mm. And just be okay with Mm, what mistakes you made. I love, I love recognizing any mistakes that I made because mm, when we know better, we can do better. (laughs) All right. I'll see you next time. Big love. This is Teresa signing off.